actor so, and group. So the, as you heard, this guy's covering it at the time. He's covering it. This interview took place several months back. I'm just giving uh, some of the family members, reminding them of what's behind the whole case with John Gruden. Now, what's interesting is he said there's a bunch of dirty laundry. You haven't heard about any of all of the other dirty laundry of the 650,000 emails that is attached to other people throughout the NFL. Only John Gruden, which is what they're saying. What John Gruden is saying that this was uh, designed to destroy him and what you did. It did. He got fired. He can't even he can't he, he can't even coach in college. Nobody wants to touch him. The only team that wants anything to do with him is the Saints because Derek Carr wants him as a coach. So I mean, this is this is the truth of the matter. And John Gruden has a case. This could bring Roger Goodell down. That's why Goodell is trying to uh, position or petition the court to throw it out so he can bring it into arbitration and into NFL arbitration. And the guy that's over the arbitration is him. So he wants to create a kangaroo court of sorts. <laughs> it's a dirty, stinking dog he is, man. But anyway, let's finish up. He's just still angry, pissed about everything else. That Extremely happened. angry. What do you and, think happened? Well, our story laid out, I think, a pretty compelling case that there were a number of groups that had access to the emails yes. and were involved in the leaking. We reported that Demora Smith... Uh, the outgoing, now the ex-head mm-hmm. of the National Football League Players Association, yeah. had gotten a, a copy of that first email yeah. and bragged that he leaked it to the Wall Street Journal. That second set of emails to the New York Times, Rich, um, I believe that the league had something to do with it. That's what our reporting showed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock Nation, our reporting showed, people told us, was also involved. Desiree Perez, uh, really? the CEO there. Yeah, that was, that was reported in our story uh, last month where we laid it all out. I think that everybody had a motive to leak it, and I think we laid <laughs> who, who had access to it. Uh, we went into, and you and I talked about it when I was on your show just a couple of weeks ago when yeah. I was on the phone. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of animosity between Roger Goodell and John Gruden, certainly in John Gruden's mind. Uh, he was running around, you know, telling people, you know, I, I, I'm the head of the F Roger Goodell club Mm -hmm. and you know his lawyers believe that got back to goodell and that was a motive for uh goodell green lighting the leak it just like this guy know what time it is man he just pulled this out his backside man he did investigation and found that out with smith the former uh you know the guy that ran the players association rock nation that's jay-z you know so a lot of the, the weird relationships they got so it was a collective of people wanted him out of there and like i said when this aired originally i thought i was the president <laughs> of the f goodell uh, uh, uh fan club whatever you want to call it but man but <laughs> but it's the thing it's like people's execute would if they take gruden on would that make the nfl uh more mad at the side you can't get no i mean listen the nfl been doing right shit to the who that nation for years man uh, getting Gruden in that regard don't mean crap to me, man. Uh, you know, the NFL, Roger Goodell has had a tough stance against the Houdat Nation for years. He could have ruled against when they, uh, when they, when they ended, when the championship game happened, they had those egregious calls. He could have replayed, uh, elected to replay that whole situation, re, you know, redo that game or whatever. You know what he did? He hid all the way up into the Super Bowl, the day before the Super Bowl. So he had the NFC championship game was happening. I was covering it at the time. Roger Goodell could not be communicated with. He could not be found. And the moment that the only time that Goodell did make an appearance 
was in the, the day before the Super Bowl. It was the Saturday before the Super Bowl. He made an announcement and refused to answer any questions pertaining to what happened in the NFC Championship game with the Saints and the Rams. He refused to talk about it. He told them don't ask him about it, which means that he wanted it to play that way. And it happened that way. So, I, you know, he, scumbag trash and filth like that guy eventually will get the issue. That's the problem with guys like that. They thinking that they can get up there and they can do whatever they want to do until the universal principles rip them down. So it's time for him to go down like the trash and the filth that he is. Anyway, thank you, Chantel. Appreciate you. And thank you, Marlon, all as well for your super chat. Both of y'all. This I'm going to say thank you. I, I, I mean, I, again, uh, I'm, I'm, I just hear something like that, and I'm just like the commissioner's got so many other fish to fry. Like he's, he's hearing John Gruden's bad mouth, and that, that might just, he would laugh that off, not like say, let's do something that could potentially be blow up in our faces here, you know. And he know, like that's the thing I don't understand. If the NFL leaked it, then this is a, this is something that the NFL doesn't want discussed that 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 an executive and a coach is actually saying these sorts of things i mean that that's what the nfl has said in court you're 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 hitting right on a really important point right is the nfl has said in court you know we had no incentive to do this this was going to be disruptive to a season that was going along great and you know and actually what happened was once those emails were leaked and it was this, you know, huge controversy huge. all over again. It reminded everybody of Dan Snyder all over again. And just a week later, Congress opened up that investigation, that wide-ranging investigation that subpoenaed Dan Snyder. Remember when he was on his super yacht running around <laughs> the Mediterranean and, and avoiding that subpoena? Roger Goodell had to subpoena. It wasn't just an investigation of Dan Snyder and yeah. the Washington Commanders. It was an investigation of the NFL. So the consequences of those leaks were very, very dire. They led, I believe, yeah. to Snyder eventually having to sell the team. Well, and, and- Which was the mindset at that time. So this is far-reaching. But it was designed at the, the, to add extra because they, they wanted Snyder. Snyder was garbage, too. But they, it's, a, it's a collection of trash. I mean, how can I put it? I can't put it any lighter than that. It's a collection of trash. Um they, they they wanted him gone. They eventually got him gone. And, and Gruden was another dude they wanted gone. They got him gone. So it was a win-win-win in terms of what they were doing, how they grafted this whole situation. This guy did the investigation. He knows, Gruden knows what happened. His people know what happened better than the guy that you're talking about, that you see on the screen that's talking about it. Now, let's move on. Let's continue. Let's cover this. This is the latest in the John Gruden matter. Here we in go. his lawsuit against the NFL, he alleges the NFL improperly leaked racist and sexist emails. Our Brian Horwath was in the courtroom with the latest. John Gruden is no longer coaching the Raiders right here at Allegiant Stadium, but on Wednesday, he was seeking another win here in Las Vegas. The brash former football coach and ESPN personality filed a lawsuit against the NFL over two years ago after he resigned under pressure from his job with the Raiders following reporting about offensive emails he sent a league employee between 2011 and 2018. Wednesday, Gruden was in court as a panel of three Nevada Supreme Court justices heard arguments after an appeal by the league. A district court judge in 2022 ruled that Gruden's lawsuit for negligence and contract interference could proceed independently. Gruden's lawyers, including Adam Hosmer Henner, have questioned whether Gruden was ever given a fair shake. 
how it's supposed to work, Your Honor, is a situation where there is some notice and hearing, some amount of due process, and in the course of those internal proceedings, the commissioner issues an opinion or a fine saying that this particular conduct is conduct detrimental to the league. But Las Vegas lawyer Brent Ellison, who specializes in business law, says the NFL is facing a major issue in the form of an apparent lack of due process. They're, you know, basically they're trying to have John Gruden be bound by the terms of the NFL Constitution. The Constitution, as his attorney pointed out, that John Gruden did not negotiate uh, and allegedly did not see or review prior to signing off on his coaching agreement with the Raiders. Attorneys on both sides declined to talk to the media following a 40-minute hearing before the high court. Gruden also declined to speak. The two parties will now wait to see what the Nevada Supreme Court decides. Ellison thinks a decision could come in the next week or so. Reporting from Allegiant Stadium, I'm Brian Horwath. Former All Raiders. All right, so there you go, family. There you go on there. A decision is to come in the next week or so. Maybe two weeks we'll get a decision on what happens with the John Gruden case. So this could be over pretty soon, a week or two, according to the broadcast that recently happened. So <laughs> I hear John. John's that well no part of this nonsense, man. I know, brother. Yeah, it's always the Saints seem to always want to do something they could do extremely simple. They want to do something hard and stupid. That's just what it is for some of these guys. It doesn't, none of this makes sense for you to even entertain any of this. But this is what kind of management you have. It's spe- and that's why I, was, I keep saying this over and over again. And people are starting to get it about what's going on with the Saints. This is, this, all of this is poor thought process. All of this is stupid. That's why I was saying that. If you th- if they think that this is logical to do this, then they need to be replaced. But like I said, the team is ran like a family, an old family, as opposed to a business, and that's the problem. You they they somebody need to do something about making Lomas for real. Somebody need up an organization, whether it's there's only two people over him in position in the organization is Dennis Lucia, who's the president of football operations, and it's Gail Benson. Those two need to really evaluate making Lomas. And they need to strip him of his general manager title. Now, a lot of rumors were circulating around about that happening, about them doing or getting another general manager. And Luma slammed that in the press conference by saying, that's made up. That's made That's made up. That's made up garbage. Somebody wrote that. That, that That's not true. Somebody made that stuff up. Are we speaking truth to powers what's going on here? We want you replaced as the general manager. We really, we, your judgment is extremely poor. Your judgment and your stupidity on Dennis Allen is poor. This whole wretched thought process of what's going on with John Gruden, where you can easily find a credible coach with credible coaches that are out there. All of this is poor and stupid, but this is what it's going to take to get rid of these people. This is what it's going to take. And with the family members being on cold with each other and not supporting these people as activities, not buying into any of this garbage and not giving them any of the money. We have to get on cold collectively. I know a lot of other people, they're not going to do a lot of people are not going to do it. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. They don't count. We're not talking about those people that's going to do that. They don't freaking count. We talking about right now, we need the vast majority of who that's to get on code and not do nothing. That's not hard to do. Not doing nothing. Okay. Not doing nothing not doing nothing to support the team and all this foolishness they're involved in. IJ Bellis is bringing Gruden and his circus is lazy. And don't forget to put crazy along with that. Thank you, J Bell. Appreciate it. 
Oh. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Thank you for the super chats. Uh, and uh, Chantel, thank you for becoming a member. Shout out to you guys. Thank y'all. Uh, yeah, and it's a part of the game, man. But I just wanted to share that with you guys because a lot of people kept asking me about what's the latest on the giant Gruden stuff. And I just wanted to share the game with you on that. All right, so anyway, let's cover this. Some uh, interview requests. This is more like a, a, a tracker, if you will, about what's what's been happening with the Saints thus far. We know that uh, Carmichael was ultimately fired. Cody Burns and Bob Bicknell along with him. Uh, Saints running backs coach Joel Thomas signed with the Giants with the same job. And, of course, the Saints did uh, interviews with uh, interview requests for guys like uh, Dan Pitcher, who's the QB coach of the Bengals, uh, Zach Robinson, the QB coach of the Rams with McVay leanings, and, of course, Shane Waldron. We also talked about that and covered that some of the people that they have uh, also had interest in. interview, And, of course, the Patriots interviewed Mike Hodges on that. And we we have not determined, they haven't determined much on that right now. It's just, uh, we'll hear uh, some more about this later on in the coming days and weeks as they go over some of these openings and see if they can find uh, replacements. And we'll see what, they, what they're going to do in terms of um, replacing some of these people. So, yeah, this is uh, very interesting, man, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a circus, man. You know it is what it is, brother John. Uh, Hemisphere says Gruden has a lot of luggage that come with him. Atlanta's bringing Harbaugh in for a third interview. Yes, indeed. Yeah, a lot of stuff is going on, and I credit a lot of people, man, that's doing sense of some uh, commonsensical movements. The Saints are not rational, and I've said that before. They're not rational. You see how Loomis is really, the, according to a lot of people, is the top football mind in the building for the Saints, which is scary because it appears like he don't have much of a mind left. And I'm not being mean. I'm not trying to disparage that old fella. But what I'm saying is sometimes you got to know when to fold them. You know, remember that old song? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. And that dude don't understand. It's time for you to go, bro. You holding up progress. These are these are asinine decisions that they're making. To bring Derek Carr in here, um, they, you know, as opposed to looking at kind of moving the team forward, uh, building up this, doing that. You know, it's just really strange. And then Dennis Allen, who really I would give him a short leash because Dennis Allen is a poor He's a a poor head coach. He still hasn't gained my respect as a head coach and not many of any people's coaches. So it is what it is. But anyway, let me get a few comments from the family members. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to throw them in the chat. I'll do my absolute best to answer them in this thing. So y'all guys understand here man uh that yeah i just want to touch upon it with some updates with the family members i hope i shed a little light about the whole groom situation i know that was kind of uh in flux but we should get a hear something about a decision with that because the nfl really doesn't want that in the court they don't want all the dirty luggage out like that and if john gruden wins that now really listen i really hope john gruden wins that lawsuit i really do because roger goodell and all these people that's doing this stuff that's abusing their power and these organizations really need when you start abusing your power and abusing what you're doing, and you start lying and undermining the people. You need to go down. I'm that's 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 regardless in the sports world, wherever you are. If you undermining the people, you're doing evil back back garbage type stuff. You need to go down. You need to go down. That's a violation, and you need to go down all the way down. So I really do hope John Gruden's lawsuit is successful. 
because hopefully we can get rid of him. We never liked him. He's a piece. Yeah, I ain't going to go into it. Y'all know how I feel about it. But hopefully we can take him all the way down, you know, get him on up out of here. All right. Yes, and, and and that's the thing, man. So to be interesting. So anyway, Swagger says, uh, 504 says, for the fan, why y'all not saying anything? But they had a lot. Who says, for why? Why y'all not saying anything? But they had a lot to say when it was Colin Kaepernick. Okay, I hear you, brother. I mean, uh, on Colin Kaepernick. Kind of throw that out there, Swag. I don't know. You might have said something else, brother. Let me see if I can pick up for what you're saying. Okay, here it is. Are y'all not saying anything, but they're not. A lot to say about Callan Kaepernick. You saying Kaepernick? How they treated Kaepernick? How they threw Kaepernick out of the game? Uh, re- what, what are you referencing, brother? I'm I'm not unclear. Clear, clarify that in the in the chat. All right. Uh, shout out to the fam, man. All right. The Hemisphere says what really concerns me about all this is Mrs. Benson being told something totally different just to get her on their side of things. There, it's definitely manipulation going on. We talked about that. They manipulating the hell out of her. Tom Benson entrusted these guys to run the team correctly. And all they did was enrich themselves and lock themselves positions up under her. And she believed Tom Benson and believed in the guys that she chose. Now we know Gail don't know football like that, like a Tom Benson does, even though he was schooling her before he, she passed, he passed away. He was cheap. He gave her the game the best way he can would bring her to all the league meetings. And it was a lot to soak in because that wasn't her field of expertise, you know? So she entrusted Mickey, she entrusted Dennis and all these other dudes. And all they did was made themselves a position in there where they're arrogant and they made themselves extremely rich. That's not how it's supposed to be. Like a general manager is supposed to feel the pressure. If it's not coming from the owner, it's coming from us. And we doing the job. We doing the job we supposed to do because you're failing. If you don't like it, come talk to me and tell me what you think. You're not handling the business. And the team stinks. They finished nine and eight in a weak division and a weak schedule, nine and eight and still not a playoff trip. You still three years of being denied the playoffs. And all I hear are excuses. All I hear is prattling by some dude that's over the hill, some general manager in quotations who gets fleeced by younger general managers, who's not a real general manager. And when I started looking at that and I started telling y'all that, people's like, damn, keep going off on me. I can only tell you the truth. And now you see what it is when he did that end of the season press conference. Y'all seen everything I was saying as veritas, as truth. Like, damn, Q was 100% on that. Damn. Yeah, because I know the mentality of Mickey Loomis. If I can emulate you and get you where I get all your he's and all's and all that kind of stuff, I got you. <laughs> I got you. You know, I got you. But like I'm saying, man, it's yeah. all they did was create a place for them in a billion dollar organization. Now they feel untouchable. That's the worst thing that we could have when you got an executive that feel like that. That's the worst thing in the world that they don't think they that they so safe that they don't think that you could reach them and pull them down out of there. That's the worst thing in the world that we, that happened with the New Orleans Saints organization, that you got a general manager up there that thinks he's untouchable, that he can say or do whatever he wants up there and not feel any kind of response from the, oh, the he knows that the owner not coming from. So if she not coming for him because she's not checking for him, who got to do it but us? Who got to do it but us? So we will do it. 
We're going to do it in all the ways to make you understand that your arrogance and your elitism and all the bullshit you say won't save your ass in the end. That's the bottom line. All right. So anyway, shout out to the fam, man. Jay says, uh, does Miss Benson really care? She going to care once them tickets come down there. Once in the Mickey Loomis is such a, a ravenous liar. He was saying in the press conferences, all these interviews that the reason for why people weren't in the well, Saints people gave their tickets away, uh, sold them to D, to the Detroit people in the lower bowl section was because they needed the money. Put one in the chat if he, you remember him saying that. He said that. Well, we understand that, you know, you can, you know, you know people need money at times. And, and uh, no, that's not what happened. He even said the stupidness in the press conference about it. He totally, he knows that the people are are selling their tickets because they displeased with his dumb movements, but he's such a liar and scumbucket that he refuses to tell the truth. And he would tell Gail Benson that people, they needed the money at the time. That's why they sold their tickets in the Detroit game. That's why the waiting lists are not, they're not waiting in the waiting list anymore because, you know, they need the money. It's tough out here right now. And no, 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 that's not what's going on. People have, people still have some extra money where they delegate for Saints games and Pelicans games. They're not using their energy money, their power money, the, 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 the utility money for Saints games, the gas money. For No, no, no. They have a set-aside group, of, you know, some money for that, for that event and that item. They got that money set aside for those season tickets, set aside for that merch, set aside for this, set aside for that. They're not using their utility money, they, their mortgage money, their car money. They, they, you know, whatever. They're not using that money for Saints games, bro. What are you talking about? They're not doing that. They're withdrawing their money because they're not pleased with you and what you're putting on this field, the dumb shit you're talking about. And as long as see, that's he's he thinks he's untouchable. He's lying to her. And see, there is nobody telling Gail, hey man, this team is in trouble. The people are displeased. See, Gail, even if she doesn't know football, Gail should still be keeping her ear to the street. If Gail don't know football, she should still know people. She should still know to listen to her advisors, but at the same time, she listens with the other ear toward the street. Don't let them be a toll boot between you and the people. Let her be the one. Let her listen to the, the people on the street because you can listen. It's as simple as turning the TV on and putting me or somebody else that's talking like me on here. What is this? What is this guy talking about? Is this true? And then do some research behind it. It's not hard to verify what I'm saying. I'm telling you the truth. I'm 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 emptying out telling you and I'm not charging you the kind of money. Some advisor will tell you, you know what? Maybe you need to try to change this general manager around. His decisions over the last several years are very uh spotty at best you might want to kind of look at kind of you i know you like him yeah i know you like him yeah because he's such a nice man he's such a yeah making loans is such a nice man okay gail okay you said that twice man that's that's fine he's such a nice man but what you need to do is give him the vp job take the general manager job away from him and give it to a guy that's a lot younger who's doing that job right now in kyle harley that that creates a whole new pattern and rhythm with the team over the next 20 years you know, that's what you need to do. You know, so it, it that's the whole thing, man. So, yes, yeah, it's a lot of deception going on right here. As you can see a bloated, a bloated, arrogant, elitist Mickey Loomis come out with all this rhetoric. It's ridiculous, man. He believes he's untouchable. He really does, man. 
All right, Big Boo Hava says, y'all stop buying them Saints and Pelicans tickets until Gail get our mind right. That's the only thing that will actually work, family, to be honest with you. Economic boycotts work. They really work, family. They work and they're very easy to do. All you have to do is do nothing. (laughs) You can't make it no easier than that. Don't do nothing. It comes down, that's all. If you don't approve of what they're doing, you don't approve of the John Gruden stuff, you don't approve of uh, Mickey Loomis looking like he loaded on something during the press conference, if you don't approve of Dennis Allen backstabbing his team, if you don't approve of any of that, don't do nothing. You can watch the games, just don't go there. Don't buy any merch. Go somewhere else and buy Saints merch. Go to my merch store. Go to other merch stores. Support them. The people that's keeping it real, that's telling the truth. Go support them. But don't give your money to them because you're putting good money after bad. Sometimes we have to do that. Just get them straight. We did that early on. That's how we changed them from 20 years of losing for making them get to, to changing them to get their mind right. People started not only taking their money back because it started with putting bags on their heads and they and the, and the family members created the ain'ts terms and put bags on their head. That wasn't something some rival team gave us. The, the people created that. They did that as a way to insult the leadership to make them understand that they were visually displeased with what was going on. Then after that, the economic, then the economic boycotts came, where the stadiums would be empty and all these games would be blacked out to the point where that's when ownership started taking it serious. That's when it really got real, when the Saints' money went way down, and that's when they really got pissed and they started, man, we got to do something about this. Because right now they believe in, they don't, they're not progressive enough to be like a, a Green Bay Packer organization or a San Francisco 49 organization. I mean, organization that's competitive year after year after year. They're drafting, signing people and competing. They're in a conversation every year for an opportunity to play for a championship. Where are the Saints at? I mean, they're they doing stupid stuff. They hire a bum ass coach and then make a thousand excuses for why he should stay. Compare him to people that's in the Hall of Fame now when they that's not even in their peer group. That was so stupid. So, I mean, in the end, it's just, it's just awful. Don't throw good money after bad. Don't do it. Chantel says, Q, do you think, he said, what what uh, you think about Tampa being in the plus? I think Tampa Bay did a good job. They took advantage of what the Saints didn't do. They got Baker Mayfield one year for $4 million, and Baker Mayfield took the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he turned them into something good. His stats are better than Derek Carr's stats. He got the team farther than Derek Carr. The Saints were, in my opinion, a more talented team than Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay was a better team than the Saints team. They had better leadership than the Saints had, and they were able to get to the next level. They won a playoff game, and now they're in the second round, and the Saints are watching them to play. So, you know, I think they did a really wonderful job, Shante, uh, Chantel, to, um, to do that, man. You know, it's what it is. Thank you for the question. All right, Young City says, uh, why can't we get LSU QB this year? Because they will have to move up to get them. The Saints picking right at the middle of the draft, I think at 14. Jaden Daniels is going to be long gone by that time. So the Saints will have to move up in the draft to go and get Jaden Daniels. And the Saints are not going to be motivated to go and get Jaden Daniels because Derek Carr is here. See, this is Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen. They won't draft a first-round draft pick quarterback because that puts pressure on Derek Carr 
And he did. And the Saints don't want to put any more pressure on Derek Carr than what they have. They already protecting him. They coddle him already. They 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 don't admit to all the mistakes that he do. But when he do something great, how about Derek Carr? But when he trying to pick six out there, they, we lose as a team. Enough of this craziness, this foolishness, this back assness. So yeah, it's 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 uh they, I don't see them getting Jaden Daniels, but I could see a rival getting Jaden Daniels in the NFC South. I could see that happening. Our, a professor says Mickey Loomis is the explanation <laughs> of gift of desperation. Indeed, bro. Thank you for that. Brother Charles says, didn't the players have a meeting with Mickey? Do they support DA? Well, regardless if they had a meeting with then with uh Mickey Loomis, Mickey Loomis fully endorses Dennis Allen. Remember all of the stuff that was happening during the team. Like I said. When there is a a uh, a divide with players, because it happens every year, there's an issue with wide receivers or players within the Saints team. There and and they can't be agreed upon between that player and the coach. The next player up is, I mean, the next person up is the general manager. He support well the assistant general manager, which is Kai, but really the general manager right there. So if you look at a guy like Mickey Loomis, who's a good general manager, will calm the room he'll make sure he gets the coach who that you know he's the boss of the coach and you know the player together and they'll make peace you know that's what a good general manager done like for instance a good general manager would have made sure the Jameis Winston thing never happened that Jameis had a place to vent to and go to and he would have hammered or calmed out the situation between Dennis Allen and Jameis Winston a couple of years ago when he he came out to the press and accused him of lying to him, you know, so that would have never made it there. The frustrations in the offense with players like Chris Olave and Michael Thomas would have never gotten as far as it had if they had a place to vent to, if they had somewhere in the building that they can go to when they're not seeing eye to eye with Dennis Allen, they go to the general manager and his door is open. He calls him in and he hashes it out and makes it all go away. That's what a general manager, a good general manager does. His door is closed. He's not talking to these players. Even Cat Terrell said that in the end of the season presser. Put one in the chat if y'all remember Cat Terrell saying you, your interaction, her words were your interaction with players during the season is very limited. Uh, what did you say to them at the end? Of, well, I was, you know, she asked him, what, she, what did he say to him or what kind of speech he had at the end of the season? He said, what I said was for the players only. So you have limited interaction with the players during the season. I mean, he, they don't talk to him. He don't talk to them, which means his door's closed. You get me? It does Mickey Loomis look like a guy that's doing a lot of work. He ain't doing nothing. Kai Harley does most of that stuff. He just sits on his ass. He's not doing nothing. That's why he feel like he can do nothing for the next 10 years. 